Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yen. So today it's gonna be a a very light episode where I am just gonna update、uh, my life for you a little bit. And the very first thing I want to talk about is that I finally got my my first iPad. I ordered it just now. It's an iPad Air.、Um, I picked the blue one, and it's gonna arrive in a month. <laughs> I also got the Apple Pencil. Now, the whole point of buying this、um, iPad is to Um, really, to do nothing. <laughs> it's not for productivity. It's not for taking notes. It's really for、um, watching videos on my bed. That's all. Because I've been using my cell phone for that purpose, and I realized it's probably not so good for my eyes, and it's probably gonna be much more pleasant with an iPad. So I ordered it. Although I've been looking at iPads for over a year now,、um, as you can recall, recall the very first episode of this podcast is on the iPad, and it's on the comparison of an. Uh, sorry, the experience of reading a book on an iPad versus on on a Kindle versus on paper, right? So yeah, I finally got, I finally bought the iPad, and we'll see how it goes.、Um, I also got the Apple Pencil because I just don't like the feeling of touching the screen all the time, and I do plan on.、Um, Writing stuff a little bit more when I'm outside, and on the train or something like that.、Uh, hopefully, I would produce some good work. Although the、uh, probability of that happening is quite low, I think. Anyway, so that's the iPad. That's the first update.、Mm-hmm. The other update is just that I'm still quite traumatized from my accident.、Um, as in. I really cannot ride the bicycle.、Um, I know that if I were to ride, I would actually just wear my helmet all the time. But I still don't want to get on the bike. I didn't even touch my bike since the accident.、Um, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take me. And so for now, my only means of transportation are the cab and. Um, the non virtually non-existent buses in the so-called city, which is really just a town. So yeah, I'm pretty much asking. I'm pretty much just、um, not moving to any anywhere else、uh, other than my workplace and my home. So in that regard, it's quite a miserable way to to live, I suppose. But as I said, this is gonna be a light. Episode. I'm not gonna complain too much, and、uh, this is just the reality of how I'm living right now. And、um, what can I say? I think I should just move back to the city when I can, if I can.、Um, so that's another thing. And the third thing is really just an overall swi- switch of my mindset, which is that well, I invented a new term, which is called the Full ostrich mode, and that is to say, I've decided to just bury my head in the sand、um, completely for most of the things in my life right now. I mean, I'm just so tired of fighting for what I believe to to be the right thing.、Um, it could be about maybe company policies. It could be about how I think about. Um, the、uh, I, I guess COVID policies in our country, and just 
um, when I deal with people, I tend to, you know, examine if um, if their words actually make sense, and I'm super critical when I am talking to, having a conversation with someone else. And so I've decided to just shut all of that down, which is to say to live the most easy way <laughs> possible. As in, um, because I live in Taiwan, you get to see a few cockroaches uh, <laughs> one, uh, in, in a year. And I used to be, you know, I used to, my strategy used to be just killing the which whatever cockroach appears in front of me, making sure that they die and that I flush them into the toilet. Um, so I don't like to get. There are multiple ways to kill cockroaches, right? And uh, a lot of people just like to have this, um, this, what is it called? The thing that that cockroaches like to eat in the in the room, and once they uh, eat them, they're just gonna die, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pick up the the dead cockroaches. But at least they're dead. So most people prefer this. They don't like to see them alive. But I am not this kind of person because I want to make sure that I'm the one contributing to the death directly, and that I witness their death. Because cockroaches, what if they're faking it, right? <laughs> So so yeah, I used to be this kind of person, and and now I've given up. I'm not even. I'm just gonna do. Not gonna do anything. I've decided that if if I happen to see one, um, you know, just crawling around, and if it's not too much trouble, as in they're not coming to my food directly, I'm just gonna ignore them. And um, let's say if they, um, eventually they're gonna disappear. So that's what my friend taught me, and I realized that it saves so much time, and it doesn't really make a difference in your life if you if you don't see them. So that's an example of my full ostrich mode, where I just bury my head in the sand and pretend that they don't exist. That's one tiny area where this is uh, where I'm implementing this mode. Um, <laughs> it's actually it's actually quite. It makes life a lot easier, I think. Um, and of course, such tiny things could be everywhere in your life. For example, the pile of clothes that you just don't want to wash, or that one dish that you don't want to pick up in the sink. Things like that. You know, I used to be the one who would um, make sure that every single thing is taken care of in in the right way, and uh, often. In order to figure out what's the right way, I have to spend extra energy, and that takes a lot of momentum to do. That's why I'm always so exhausted because I, for every tiny, tiny thing, I have to figure out what's the best thing to do, even if uh, with just a meal, for example. Right? I I spend so much time thinking about the nutrition. Um, values of, of each option, and that's just so tiring. So, I'm gonna take like a break from all that and go full ostrich mode, which is to just pick the easiest option or whatever option pleases me the most at the um, at the moment. It's not to be an hedonist, but it's really just to um, not make too many decisions, <laughs> not rationalize things too much, and I hope this will lighten up the mood overall. Um, as for bigger things, let's say <laughs> I've been avoiding paying my tax, that's not exactly good, I know. I'll do it before the deadline, but 
Um, I used to be the one who would do this kind of thing the first day that you could you could do it, but I've decided that you know I'm gonna um, uh, procrastinate till the last day. Uh, see what happens, and also for for bills, I still pay uh, pay them on time. But I suppose just like I'm gonna stop thinking about what I believe to be a justice, and just focus uh, on the present and my surroundings. Um, namely, just read your books, just eat your food, and don't go, um, don't analyze the invisible things right and um and if you sense even if you sense that there is something a little bit wrong or off uh maybe just make it just just let time fix things a little bit before you do anything i think that's my new policy for myself <laughs> again this sounds like um it sounds very ironic that you have a policy on not having any principles and policies but the point is i'm gonna go turn on this mode where I will let things go a little bit <laughs> um, and try not to be too much in control. And um, we'll see what happens. Although the last time I did this thing, it was exactly back two years ago when I decided to, to move here to this tiny useless town uh, for this job. So maybe it's not such a good idea, but let's just try it for the little things and we'll see if it works for the bigger things. Uh, so far, so good. You know, I, I feel like I don't have too many things to worry about if I've decided that let just just let fate um, takes it. <laughs> anyway, so that's another thing going on in my mind. And what else can I say? It is the summer and I am not touching my bicycle, so I've, I've pretty much nothing to do, which is why I've decided to... Um, to buy the iPad. Anyway, what um, there isn't too much I could mention today. As I said, it's just gonna be light and happy, I suppose. Um, yeah. So now I I guess I do want to talk about. Let's not go there. You know, I'm gonna go there anyway. I do want to talk about the future of this podcast, which is that I really enjoy doing this, and I feel like the Whenever I do have free time, this is the very first thing I want to do. Um, and no matter un how uh, uninformative this is, um, how empty it may sound, I still want to do it, and I don't care uh, what people think of this podcast. Because um, they have a lot of meaningful, uh, informative podcasts to choose from, so this is not going to be the one, and that's fine. It's just my personal outlet. And, um, and yet, I want to keep... I want to add a little bit more to this rather than just talk about my my feelings and my life, um, which are good to talk about. But uh, I have more time to read now, and I do want to mention. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, I I do want to mention start mentioning more books in this podcast. I hope this goes well, but I don't want to do it in a formal way. So, for example, last week I talked about the book the novel called Ghosts by Dolly Alderton. Alderton. And um, this week, the book I read was, um, I'm not done yet, but it's called 24-7 by Jonathan Crary. And it's published by Versal uh, Books, which is a, I don't know what you'll call it, like a Marxist 
uh, publishing house. Uh, I don't know if they agree with that. Basically, I guess Radical Thoughts, right? It's a publishing house for Radical Thoughts, and I think it's based in the UK. I don't, I don't know. So the book Twenty Four Seven is about sleep. <laughs> well, really, it's about the、um, vanishing of a separation between day and night. Hence the title Twenty Four Seven. And the author, I don't. I'm not sure of his background. I think he's a literature, like he's a crit, is he's in the literature department or some sort of artist, art critic type of person. Not exactly a psychologist or a philosopher or a sociologist. Not too, let's say, science based. And a lot of his,、um, sorry, a lot of the information in this book is、um, really just a summary of um, um, critical. Uh, what is it? What's the term for critical thinking? Like、um, critical values. Sorry, let me look it up.、Um, for critical thinking, or、oh, damn it, what's the term? <laughs> you know, for authors like like、um, I guess philosophers like、uh, Marcuse or other.、Um, Left wing, not left wing.、Um, critical. You know what? Forget about it.、Um, the point is,、um, this book is just about how the we are losing our boundaries、um, for a lot of things. One is between the public and the private, and another is between day and night. And a lot of the this these phenomena are can be attributed to.、Um, The overuse of technology. So that's pretty much the whole critique、um, on society that he has, and、um, it's it's a little bit difficult to get into the writing because the style it in the beginning it reads a little bit like like fiction, as if he's writing about some um, um, dystopian universe. But、um, as it goes on. I think it's pretty clear that he's talking about the present, and、um, he's talking about how、um, we are all assimilated to to the same thoughts, and these thoughts are no longer being、uh, there's no boundary to to the thoughts anymore because we are all entertained by the same programs, let's say Netflix and Spotify, and the same movies, and our definition of time is completely. Um, based on the current、uh, latest artistic works, or rather, entertainment、um, or products of entertainment. So, for example, let's say me living in Asia could have the same perception of time as someone living in Europe if we both.、Um, Subscribe to Netflix, and we are、uh, we know when a particular new、um, uh, episode of of some drama is coming out,、um, and you know our time is pretty much marked by the same thing, and it doesn't really matter that much that we are in different time zones because what matters to us is not exactly our work or our waking up and sleeping, but rather just. The fact that oh, this new episode is coming out, right? So if we're both fans of the same series, we would have in a in a way synchronized 
um, sense of time. And same with albums, uh, music albums or movies. Um, all of these mark the, um, they help to, let's say, consolidate the experience of people across the globe. I, I suppose that's his point. So I think this part really resonates with me. And um, I really do feel that in my personal memory, uh, it's often marked, uh, spe specific times are often marked by by the release of a, uh, of some album or some movie, and what favorite book I was I had at the time, so so yeah I think it's it really it holds true at least for me, and um, so that's where boundaries are being erased by entertainment products, and then of course there's the idea that everything could be commercialized or every way of using your time is. Uh, let's say, more or less related to advertisement in some way. In other words, there's no free free time anymore. There's no real free time because e even in your free time, when you are watching some movie on Netflix, of course, um, you are being advertised or you are contributing to the whole commercial world. And so the whole marketing of every single thing you can think of, that is quite unfortunate, I think, in his opinion. And, and yeah, so that, that's where the, well, that's where sleep ends <laughs> because we can pretty much um, do, we can pretty much be productive every single second of your um of your time, even when you're sleeping, I suppose people do advocate for stuff like passive income, and that has to do with earning money when when you're sleeping, and I don't know. So everything just makes a lot of sense, and it sounds so creepy in, in a way that it sounds almost like a dystopian fiction. But I think he's right about a lot of the stuff. <laughs> at least, at least. Um, Particularly about the the fact that entertainment products are marking um, our times, I think that probably hold holds true. So yeah, so that's the book I'm reading right now, and I wasn't gonna talk about this book, but um, I started it, so why not? The point is, I think from now on, I do want to do a little bit more on what I'm reading, and I'm not gonna read for the podcast. I'm just gonna live my life as usual and if I happen to encounter something interesting and not too difficult to explain um, I'll do it I'll talk about it on the podcast I hope that's a good idea um, and as for the type of book type of book I'm going to read uh, likely fictions and probably although I think it's difficult to talk about fictions unless you've also read it so pretty much maybe non-fictions, and I do really like to read books that are on radical thoughts like this one, um, the 20, uh, sorry, 24-7, and uh, occasionally some, I guess, psychology stuff, if, it depends, all right, so that's, that's kind of the plan, but who knows, maybe something tragic might happen, knock, knock, next week, and I'm going to complain about my life for the, for the entire 30 minutes or so, who knows, but, um, 
Um, but we, we'll see, you know. I do want to continue with this podcast and be more consistent about it. By the way, the word <laughs> I was looking for was critical theory. Yeah. So the people like uh, Adorno or his friends, <laughs> I suppose they're related to critical theory, not critical value or critical thinking. Critical theory, all right? Um, I'm not too much into that stuff because I don't buy completely into critical theory, but some of the thinking... I think is somehow right. Um, what else do I want to say? So yeah, 24-7 by Jonathan Crary. I'm going to keep reading this and maybe I will share with you what I think about it next week as well. Um, lastly, yeah, it's not even 30 minutes today, eh? <laughs> um, lastly, I just want to share that, again, I've been sleeping quite a lot and I've got... a. Uh, a few tiny gadgets in my life that have significantly improved my life. The first one being a proper alarm clock, which is a digital one, not an analog one. Um, and for the reason that <laughs> I do not want to touch my cell phone the first thing in the morning, so I got a, I got an alarm clock a long time ago, but it didn't have the, what is it, the dark mode, which is to say... I cannot see it in, in the dark. So I got a proper one that lightens up in the dark and uh, it works pretty well. And the sad thing is though, I, do, I did find out that alarm clocks are not improving. You, I think the most popular ones, if you're not using your cell phone, are probably the analog alarm clocks. And these are not good because the time, you cannot set the time to the minute. It's not precise. And the, um, the whole design is just not very, it's not very useful because you either have to attach a, a separate LED light. I mean, the, the, the alarm clock company has to do that or you need to have this uh, ugly green neo neo green highlighter on the uh, on the numbers themselves so uh, both options are not not the best so and plus the fact that you cannot set the time to uh, to the minute but as for the digital type of alarm clock at least here I just couldn't find too many different designs and yeah, so I'm glad that I found one online and I'm using it and the the whole thing is just elegant, beautiful. <laughs> and by the way, this reminds me of the Fibonacci clock I want to um I've wanted to buy from a long time ago, which is um a clock that has no um no numbers on it. It's not analog or digital, but it just has the let's say modernism colors, blue, red, green, uh, and yellow. No, they're not called modernism colors. They're called, what, what's, what, what I call, primary, primary colors. Anyway, the point is, um, we do know that Fibonacci sequence um, is 1.618 or something, which is to say that the ratio of the sides are... Uh, always 1 to 1.618 so you each block on the clock gets a little bit bigger um, and this the ratio holds uh, for every single two sorry not every single two for every two blocks um, it's a little bit difficult to to explain but 
um, you can look it up online. I'm going to post the link. And it's just a little bit too expensive, and it's not an alarm clock. But that would be a very nice gift. <laughs> anyway, the Fibonacci clock, very cool. Great decoration. And I got an alarm clock that, well, has nothing to do with it. <laughs> but at least it has a wooden case. And um, yeah, but one day I might... I might get the Fibonacci clock. Who knows? Why am I talking about clocks? Yeah, so two gadgets that I got that have um, vastly improved my life, one being the alarm clock. The other one is um, a calculator, a like a traditional calculator. And I am, I don't know why I got it, but it's just that, again, I don't want to touch my cell phone every time or touch my computer every time I want to calculate something. And it is so useful to just have one on your desk. Um, actually, I use it much less than I expected I would, but um, the thing is, is that it's kind of like a finger gadget where if you don't know what to do while you're talking on the phone or let's say when you're recording this podcast, you play with the calculator and um, it's not going to waste, it's, it's uh, solar powered, so you know it's going to go on and on forever and you play with it and you look at the numbers. Anyway, it's very, very... Um, comforting to have this tiny thing on your desk and um, I got one that has it's so fancy it has a tilt display which is to say that the screen uh, is not going to have any uh, you know you cannot see the background dig uh, digits well you which you will happen if it, you cannot tilt the screen so the tilt display magnificent so <laughs> so yeah these are the two things I got um, and um, by the way the, the calculator I got has the time calculation function isn't that cool so you you have a button that says time calculation and you can add up hours and minutes and seconds so that's interesting and it also has a button to calculate the taxes um, tax-free or Tax or including tax for any purchase, although I didn't get a small one, so I'm not going to bring it outside. Okay, so that's a, that's a little bit too much information on my tiny gadgets, but yeah, little things can little things like these can make you happy, and who knows what the iPad is going to do to my life? I suspect nothing at all, actually, but we'll see. So yeah, a lot of projects in my mind. The first one being reading more and hopefully being able to talk about them on this podcast. The second one is writing a little bit more on my blog using the iPad. Um, although uh, my blog is not public yet. Well, it's public, but no one knows how to search for it and no one cares, so that's fine. But um, yeah, my blog, I've been sort of sorting things out on it and try, just trying to update it a little bit more frequently and um, see how that goes. So that's about, that's about that. That's about it for my personal life. As for how, about, how I feel about things in the rest of the world, I don't have a clue. <laughs> um, yeah, what else? Nothing at all. So yeah, I just hope that things could work out okay between me and the person who hit me. Um, in that accident, um, I am still in my full ostrich mode, so I haven't contacted the person yet. But eventually, I'll have to face it. Okay, I'll have to face her and the accident, and who knows, maybe the trauma would all come back again. 
Um, as for yeah, as for job hunting, it's another area of that's currently being just buried in the sand right now. Um, I don't know what to do about this. I suppose I'm not young anymore, so I gotta list my options and think about things rationally. But then that goes against the full ostrich mode. So who knows? Um, but I have been thinking about it quite often, so it's a bit difficult for me to really go full ostrich mode on job hunting <laughs> because it has to do with where to move to, what to do, and whether or not one should just base their whole identity on their profession, or rather, what's the meaning of a profession. We're not going to go into that today. But the thing is, yeah, it's... I guess it requires a lot of thinking, and the thing is, it's a little bit upsetting that everything is just moved online. Where you feel like you can Google your whole life online. You know how, how, uh, you know what it's like to be a doctor, what it's like to be some someone with some, to being somewhere, and you could sort of gouge the picture in your head by. Doing it online, and of course, it's going to be it's going to be inaccurate, and you got to experience it yourself. But still, it feels like it's a bit soul crushing because of how fast the information is transmitted. In other words, you can quickly eliminate a bunch of op options for you, right? Um, you didn't get this degree, you didn't do this, you didn't have this this experience, so forget about be becoming X. And uh, as for option Y, you know, you need this much money to go to go to school for it, or blah blah blah. So um, it's just the information is just so transparent now that in a way, you it's good that it's transparent because then you wouldn't waste time doing things that um, you will be hopeless doing. But um, at the same time, I feel like there's no more true adventure anymore. Like there's no, no one's gonna take a chance on you if you um, do not match exactly what they have listed on their site. Which is to say that qualifications are just so clear that you shouldn't think that you can get away with not having some of them. Um, and this is all due to the fact that everything is just transparent and online. And I don't know, double-edged sword, I suppose. The point is, yeah, it's to me, it's a bit so crushing, because <laughs> um, you gotta face the reality and just eliminate a bunch of options before you even apply. So that's what I've been feeling. In any case, I am still gonna do the job hunting, uh, the job hunt, and if there's any interest, anything interesting, I might share it with you. Otherwise, um, yeah. So I, I, I definitely talked too fast today. I'm very sorry about that. But just today, it's supposed to be a light and happy episode where I'm completely natural and not overthinking and just a quick update on what's going on in my life. And I can't believe, I think today is the 40th episode. So that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> it's not a special number, but still, it feels like a, an accomplishment in itself. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening to um, to this podcast. Thank you for, especially if you followed it um, from the very first episode where I talked about whether or not to buy an iPad. 
If you have not checked that out, you could try to see how I have deteriorated <laughs> from episode one to this one. But I am going to be brave and keep recording new episodes. So um, wish me luck. <laughs> um, talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye bye.